Yo, 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 what's up? It's your boy, Henry. And it's your girl, Elise. And we are two Asian baristas who are reorienting specialty coffee and rethinking Robusta by representing Asian cultures. Yay, yay. It's, it's, been, a, it's been a hot minute. It's been Elise. a minute. We've, the past two weeks have been like weird. Super crazy. For us, we're both in the transition of like moving. Um, I'm hoping to, to work at this new coffee shop up in the DC area. I, I kind of got the job offer. I did get the job offer. I don't want to. I don't know if I should say it yet. I, I think I want to wait. I think you should wait. Yeah. I'll yeah. wait. Um, yeah. but I'm still working over at Third Wave, uh, technically still. Yeah. And so come check us out at Third Wave if you're ever in Virginia. Yeah. If you're but in Virginia, please come check us dope out. Dope coffee. Um, we have a big show for you today. We're doing one of the heavy hitters. One of the like super mega giants of the coffee and coffee it's like it's like it's like, it's like it's like when goku first went super saiyan one against frieza <laughs> and you're like yo that's cool but then he went super saiyan three uh against against majin buu i think and then you're like oh frick like oh like God. like indonesia is what we're doing they're they they are super saiyan three they are super saiyan coffee. three so um, like you've got like the heavy hitters right where it's like ethiopia Brazil, Colombia, etc. Kenya. Kenya, but Indonesia is also one of the big heavy hitters, mm. and we we're gonna go into that. But you may be familiar more with like Java, if you've heard the term Java being thrown out as an Sumatra. alternative for coffee. Sumatra, Sulawesi. We're gonna talk A all lot. about those. Yeah, there's so much because Indonesia is made up of so many different countries. But before we get into that, we of course want to go into our barista of the week. Whoa, 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 whoa! Technically, barista of the past two weeks. Because <laughs> we've been kind of slacking a yeah. little late. But we have okay. merch, so we actually have tote bags, and they're cool. Yeah, and they're so cool. And keep out on that IG. So. You, you better, you know, listen for them to come out. Yeah, they're gonna be for a gnarly price, so. In a good way. Like, you you are you're basically robbing us. Like you're <laughs> you're walking down with us in an alley and, and holding us at night point and robbing us. That's how good of a deal that these tote bags are. Anyway, okay. Our barista of the week is Ivan Hartanto of B-Lift Green Beans. So technically Ivan is more so doing like entrepreneurial things, but he is an Indonesian-born social entrepreneur and a World Economic Forum's global shaper with five plus years of experience working as an engineer, activist, and social entrepreneur. Um, mm, he is wow. also SCA trained. Yeah, he's also an SCA trained green coffee buyer. Oh, sick. And he is determined to revive coffee from his home island, Java, which is Indonesia. Yeah. In Indonesia. So if you want to check out the stuff that he's doing, you can check out his Instagram at ilhartanto. And the B-Lift Green Beans at B-Lift Green Beans. So what's actually really cool is I was looking um, this up and B-Lift started off as a specialty shop in, I think, 2015 in San Francisco. Yeah, your hometown. My home. Have you ever been? Um, no. But I, okay, in all fairness though, I didn't actually move into San Francisco proper until oh, 2016. okay. So yeah. it was a little bit later and I didn't know and I wasn't like super super into coffee just yet mm -hmm. so i i had no idea but yeah. um her coffee journey is in episode one or zero <laughs> if you still want to hear that yeah <laughs> but ivan back to you back to ivan even if you're not a barista you are a barista you are a that makes sense because you yeah exactly like you involve exactly and you want to bring uh coffee to the community to the people around yeah. you and i think even 
though you might not be working at a bar or yeah. I think he follows us on Instagram, right? Yeah. Or B Lift does, yeah. yeah like does, you yeah. are like contributing towards the the efforts of what a barista seeks totally. to do. Totally. So shout out to Ivan and his team at B Lift Green Beans. Definitely go check them out. We will link them in our show notes. Um, and so to kick this off, we are drinking some Hatch coffee. So um, today's episode's a little bit different because. Oh, sad. we're gonna we're gonna talk about this. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I'm really upset. I'm really okay, upset. Okay, so, so here's the thing. So Henry and I were not in our normal like recording setup, and so we actually weren't able to brew something on a Kalita cup. So we intended to brew something on an origami dripper that Henry has. However, when we were getting out of the car, it was pouring rain, like pouring rain. Yeah, we like, I like, like yeah, Lisa doesn't have much coffee gear. So it's like, we, we get to, her, we get to uh, where she's staying and like, had a ton of stuff in my truck, right? I had outfits because, you know, we were doing a photo shoot. I was trying to look hip, you know, styling and profiling and whatnot. Trying to look good. Um, <laughs> and I'm in a rush. So I'm grabbing all my coffee stuff. it's and, pouring. And it's pouring. And as soon as I open my door, the origami falls out, shatters. On the ground, on the concrete. On the ground. But then it's also, like, raining. So <laughs> I, like, didn't have time to react. So I just grabbed it and I just ran with them. And then I, 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 I mourned. It was very sad. I, I really like my work. We like time. turned around and we were like, oh no, like our photographer Trey and like saw this and my friend John saw this too. It, just, it was a very sad moment, but we mourned later. If you have, were following us on Instagram at the time, you probably saw it in our story. It was a very sad I'm moment. I'm still upset. So all that's to say. <laughs> Cash apps, Henry, three, three, one, four. You, one, one, you three, four. One, 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 three, four. <laughs> it's Henry, one, 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 three, four. You better hope. That's your cash app. It is. I'm looking at it right now. It's <laughs> it's cash app is Henry one Stop. one one three four. Please don't send me money. Don't cash I, up. He has like three others. It's fine. No, I I have like another. One. I have two more. So it's totally okay. Yeah, I was like, ah, well, it sucks, but you know what? I have more. We just <laughs> we just weren't able to make it how we, we planned. Yeah, we weren't able to make it on our Kalita cup like we normally do. But instead, we decided to brew it on just a good old fashioned drip coffee machine. So we are drinking, Henry. Yes, but I did have a nice. Burr grinder, so honestly, yes. to the best extent we could, honestly, and, it's still pretty good. and we've talked about man, even if you don't have all the equipment, even a little bit to kind of get yourself into the coffee movement, it's okay. Like, yeah. start small. Like, I understand finances are an issue, but yeah, yeah. Well, this is Hats Coffee out in Ontario, Canada. This coffee is from West Java, it is a natural coffee, and it's Arabica from the Sikora. Utang varietal. That's how you pronounce it. I wanted to make sure. Sigura Utang varietal. And I was doing some research on this. This is um, from a, a website that we'll link in the show notes. But it says, this crop was introduced to growers in the 1980s as an alternative to Robusta. Because we'll see in a moment that, uh, that Robusta has kind of captivated Indonesian coffee. And this was in order to educate and encourage growers to plant more Arabica and uh, the government subsidized, subsidized, subsidized. subsidized the price <laughs> of the seeds in, uh, to the landowners. And a lot of people were skeptical at first of this, but honestly, the coffee plant kind of did really well. And in addition to this, the harvest um, increased from twice a year to nearly year-round, and hence the name Sigura Utang translates to paid debts. Oh. And so, yes, now more than 80% of... Farmers grow this on their farms, and Dang. it's a really popular varietal Dang. in Java. So, and honestly, in across Indonesia, we've, we've even seen it in Sumatra and Sulawesi. Yeah. So it's really, really great. I like it. It's like you know, it kind of has this like natural like 
fermented aftertaste. Yeah. Like when I first drink it, but um, like I typically don't like fermented coffees, but I actually really really enjoy just how like like complimentary it is, and it's like bright and it's really what's the notes on here? So it says mangosteen, pineapple, raspberry, and milk chocolate. I was definitely thinking pineapple. So when I when I was thinking about pineapple, I was like, it doesn't just taste like pineapple, but it's almost like. It's almost like a grilled pineapple because it Ooh, has this, yeah, yeah, yeah. it has this almost like charcoaly, like in a good way yeah. taste. It's like aftertaste. I think of like, like that chocolatey effect. Yes. Yeah. And so like when I was like grilled pineapple, because it has that sweetness, but it has yeah. this nice, like almost like no, spice you, at the you, beginning. You That's like, why I really like it. Pineapple yeah. and pizza is like my favorite thing. You ever have like a chocolate covered pineapple spear from oh, like Disneyland yes. or something like that? It's like that, that, those are so good. Like the perfect amount of that bittersweet chocolateness and then that, that, tangy punch of the pineapple yes yum okay anyway it's really good hatch coffee ontario canada definitely worth checking out um okay so boy do we have a show for you yes this is a big topic because big topic big not big, a small topic. big topic big because <laughs> indonesia not only is like a country that is spread across like several thousands of islands but also because each like like the main islands are coffee growing islands and so there's a lot to talk about and to unpack but also as far as like the like not immigration of coffee but the like um, introduction sort of influence yeah. like the um presence migration 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 immigration <laughs> sort of yeah. migration like birds migration yeah yeah sure birds aren't real but the my guys it's like 10 30 at night and i am it's been off. a long day it has been a very long but i worked a very long shift today we took photos in the heat henry dropped dropped my origami, origami. i spilled ranch in my friend's cup of water at a pizza place it's just it's been a long day but coffee so indonesia the migration of coffee the in migration indonesia. yes Keep and so, so let's let's like figure out okay Quick history of coffee in Indonesia. So as a whole, as a whole, and yes. then we'll focus specifically on like on, the regions yes. and the, the areas within. Because I think, I think something that we've looked at, obviously we looked at Thailand and China as a whole. But I mean, Indonesia just has so much like subcultures of oh coffee. Oh my gosh, yeah, it, you just like can't overlook them. So, but Indonesia, which is officially the Republic of Indonesia, is a country in Southeast Asia and Oceania between the Indian and Pacific Oceans. So it consists of over 17,000 islands, and this does include the infamous Sumatra, Java, Sulawesi, and parts of Borneo and New Guinea. So um, what's yeah. important to note, in 1699, when Indonesia was still under the Dutch colony rule, um, they actually, the Dutch actually brought Arabica coffee plants into the tropical region of Java, um, to break trade with uh, the Arab monopoly. So remember, learning from like Bartholomew Jones and like Coffee Black, like coffee was stolen by Dutch spies from the Oromo people in Ethiopia. So like the Dutch were responsible for bringing coffee to then shortly after Indonesia. Which is so wild that like it originated in Africa and obviously like However, you know, I think it was like traded to Yemen at one point and so yeah. from Yemen too. It's like, man, yeah. how did, how was coffee like, it was brought to Asian countries and now it's like, Asian people, didn't, they didn't even start, well, obviously people planted coffee in Asian cultures, sure, yeah. but it's like, 
they're like, wow, this was something that was technically given to us in a lot of countries like in slave labor. But yeah. now it's like Asian countries are like, man, how can we use this for good? Just how like the African black community is like, man, how can we bring it back to our roots? Like something that we had or has originated uh, in black culture and then call it being Asian culture is like, okay, how can we invest in it? You know? Yeah. So that's so cool. That's so interesting. Yeah. So from to start off with the Dutch colonial government initially planted the coffee in Batavia, which would be modern day Jakarta. Um, but then it expanded to Bogor and Sukabumi regions, which is in West Java towards the 17th and 18th century. And it was like such a high trade. It was very popular like right away. Whereas like in other countries it was like, it was kind of popular, like Thailand, like, you know, in China especially, like it was kind of popular, but like China was so focused on tea. And it mm -hmm. says like prior to World, World War II, which is honestly one of the It's such early, a pivotal moment too, I'm yeah. noticing in coffee history. It's pivotal and it's also like a lot of the coffee growing regions were like 1980s, 1990s, and even like kind of 2000s. Mm -hmm. This is like one of the, this date's kind of the furthest back, I yeah. think, than most of the countries we've looked at. But prior to World War II, Central Java in particular had a very strong rail rail transportation system that brought sugar, coffee, pepper, tea, and tobacco, tons of things, out of the port city of Sumerang, which is in East Indonesia, East Timor, and Flores, which were also producing coffee during this period. But these islands, again, were still under kind of Portuguese control. The Portuguese then began, again, importing Arabic coffee plants, but they had a, a different rootstock than what the Dutch imported. So it was basically like the rail system and train was how coffee was being able to be transported all across Indonesia. So even despite it being initially planted, it was just like widespread right away. Mm -hmm. And then after the demise of the Dutch colonial government, um, it, it, it started, so in the 1800s, what happened was smallholders in Indonesia um, began to grow coffee as a cash crop. But then in the late 1800s, rust disease took a huge hit on the coffee crops. KO. So most of the Arabica plants died out. So rust. They, what rust. is rust? You know what it is? What do you mean? Coffee like the rust. Disease? The disease. It's a it's a fungus that creates the growth of this like gross yellow orange powder that like starts in the underside of the leaves of plants and this fungus spreads very quickly and it can destroy entire plantations. Devastating coffee culture. So think about it, like when, when your whole plantation gets destroyed, you kind of lose your job. Like farmers are like, yeah. are frick. And so that's why we've talked about varietals in different ways. Yeah. They try to prevent that. Sorry, I interrupted. Keep no, going. no, you're, you're good. You're good. Also, I misspoke earlier. Sorry. So after the demise of the VOC, the yeah. Dutch colonial government took over. So yeah, the VOC is the, I'm going to butcher this. It's the, Dutch, so it's kind of hard The Usk <laughs> Indies Company, or the Dutch Indies Company is like our translation. Dutch East Indies Company, yeah, yes. as opposed to the Dutch colonial government. So Two different things. It's kind of confusing because they're both Dutch, but apparently, so the Dutch colonial government took over a lot of the coffee production after the VOC was basically X'd out. So how did they stop uh, the rust disease? Yeah, so in order to combat the rust disease, the Dutch colonial government responded by replacing them with the ever street smart, resistant brother, Robusta. Reorient your coffee by rethinking Robusta. <laughs> and representing Asian culture. I thought you were gonna finish it and you didn't for a second. I was like, oh, freaking. Um. <laughs> so basically the, the Robusta now makes up 90% of Indonesian coffee, which is just crazy. So it, it's funny because I feel like 
this happened quite frequently in all other different parts of the world yeah. where coffee was growing is like oh my gosh this like fungus is taking over all these crops and then of course this one varietal of coffee is still standing strong which is why i think it's so important for us to like really consider quality controlling robusta um because it's such like a what's what's the word like a high um high like producing crop and has has like the potential to like mm. outlast it's like more fragile arabica sibling so to speak but anyway to own. also this coffee is almost just like an orange soda right now i really like it oh, i know really? I, I know i don't want to like interrupt but i, I actually i get that, that like aftertaste right there. like sun kiss yeah oh can i say that yes, <laughs> trademark no you don't have to do I'm that i'm doing that on accident time. you don't have to do that every time it's okay i have to figure out the paid sponsor sun kiss oh my goodness okay Never. anyway so the plantations on java were nationalized at at indonesia's in independence and they started to revitalize um, those plantations with new varieties of coffee arabica in the 1950s. So basically all the way from those late 1800s until the 1950s, it was pretty much just Arab uh, Robusta that yeah. was growing. So these new arabica varieties were also adopted by smallholders through the government and like various development programs. Which is cool because it seems like they really the country as a whole really cared about the coffee. Yeah. Like, I don't know too much about the government influence. I know, like, think of, like, Kenya, where the government is really heavily influenced in the trading and buying of their coffee. It was, like, it was up until recently where you could finally buy, like, a natural, like, Kenyan. I think they were always only washed. Yeah. And so, which is wild. Yeah. And so, I just think, like, it seems like they really cared, especially if they realized that rust disease was kind of destroying their coffee. Yeah. I mean, I can only imagine, like, it's called a Dutch colonial that's the one part that's like uh. so i can only imagine how much of this was part of like <laughs> colonialism's doing but you know again like we did mention they started doing coffee as a cash crop like most things yeah and it's like we we didn't see like i'm not saying there wasn't colonialism but it didn't seem to me as many articles talking about it uh -huh. as opposed to the other countries that we looked at yeah and not to mention too like it's it's just such a muddy history sometimes when it comes to things like this because i feel like not that like people didn't care about it but mm -hmm. i feel like it's just like when people talk about like i don't know cheetos or like corn like corn like oh yeah like we we like started growing corn like all over nebraska and it's like no one like talks about how did the corn get you know what i mean yeah how did it's like the horses like in america like where the horses <laughs> come from oh yes isn't it like they weren't native to America? I don't know. And like Europeans brought a horse? It was something like probably, that. Probably, yeah. No, probably. But anyway, besides the point. So this this is where it gets, um, where we want to go into a little bit more of like a Deeper. narrow, yeah, specific. Like, like in Finding Nemo, when when Marlin <laughs> and Dory, yeah, just keep swimming. They're, they're going <laughs> under the surface. They're, Indonesia is like the ocean, but like where the, 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 the weird angel aggler looking fish is yeah, like yeah. below. Yeah, into like the deep, the deep, deep. Part So of the we're, ocean. we're going deeper. And I think yes. as we've done these podcasts, we really want to go deeper into the region specifically. Yeah, so, yeah. especially with something like Indonesia. Yeah. So under Indonesia, we have the three sub, it's like subreddit, it's a subreddit forms. <laughs> we got Java, we got Sulawesi, and then like we said, we have Sumatra. Yes. And for now, we're not going to talk about Papua New Guinea or Boneo just because they're also... Oh my god, Henry almost dropped his drink. Oh my god. <laughs> um, he already broke one thing today. You don't need to break another I, thing. I, it's been a long day. 
But anyway, we're not going into Papua New Guinea or Borneo just yet, just because they, in and of itself, have their own such huge like coffee culture as well. So just to start off, we're gonna do these three also still huge major regions of Indonesia. So kicking us off is Java. So Java is one of the largest islands in the um, archipelago, and it is also the largest producer of coffee on Indonesia. Mm. Um, Java is Our renowned. coffee is West, is West Java. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So Java is renowned for its gourmet Arabica coffee. I mean, we are drinking Arabica. Um, so again, like Arabica is most suited to grow in altitudes over um, 1,500 meters, and it also likes to grow in temperatures between 15 to 20 degrees Celsius, which is roughly around like 70, 60 to 70 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, and so Arabica plants tend to be more prone to disease. So the farmers in Java have to pay a lot closer of attention to what they're growing. Um, and Java is also known as producing one of the finest aged coffees in the world in old java interesting so what's so cool about java too is yeah. that the mocha java actually originated in, in in java and so this has been kind of there's been kind of like changes to what mocha java is so originally mocha java was a blend of different coffees between yemen and java the yemeni called it mocha after after a main port which is spelled mocha m-o-k-h-a mm. and or m-o-k-k-a or other variations, but this is like a deep chocolate and whiny berry of the Yemen coffee mm. was thought to bring a perfect um, complementary taste to the Javanese profile with its savory complexity. But now, when we think of mocha, we think of like espresso and like chocolate. So back then, yeah. mocha job was like this, this blend of a really like pleasant coffee. Yeah. And it's also interesting how like, I, I always think of like first or second wave coffee shops and how mm. they're always like, Java Joe's or whatever. Java like, juice. Java, yeah. Or like, I, th yeah, I think of like... A cup of Java or whatever. People like, are like, oh, I'm just going to use this word Java. And honestly, most people probably don't know what it means. Yeah. Like, it's it's a fair thing to say because technically, yes, you are referring to coffee, but you're referring to like a specific region of where coffee is grown. Like, it is not a blanket term that we can use for coffee unfortunately so um but like we said like it is one of the largest coffee producers um in the world especially in indonesia specifically um and indonesia is i believe the fourth largest coffee producer in the world as of 2016 2017 mm -hmm. if i remember correctly um so is it havanese or javanese Probably Javanese. Probably Javanese. Javanese. It can be Javanese. Yeah. Javanese coffee beans um, can also be stored in warehouses for up to two to three years, which is kind of crazy. Like Interesting. Yeah. I didn't so, know that. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of funny because I feel like we always tell our customers, like, definitely try to drink this within, like, a month. <laughs> well, I wonder I wonder if that means, like, ro like roasted like coffee or green coffee. Oh, it's probably sealed. Yeah. I feel like it has to be sealed. Because, yeah. I mean, you think of, like, some shops, they freeze their green coffee for years. Yeah. Like, I had a 2015 geisha from Passenger Coffee. That's, that's a good point, yeah. So I'm interested to see the do more research on that. But supposedly this increases the strong full-body taste that Arabica is known for. So who, who can know? We yeah. Should, we should go try some more. We should go try some more. We should oh. go to Indonesia now. Right Flight. now. I see a plane. I'm looking at, I'm looking at the window and I, I don't see a plane, but I'm pretending <laughs> like I'm seeing a plane. I'm just imagining <laughs> myself. I see a plane now. 
I imagine myself <laughs> on a plane riding to Indonesia with my friends. Yes. But now, hey, Sulawesi. Let's check out Sulawesi. Sulawesi, sometimes it's referred to by the Dutch name Celebes. I think I'm saying it right. So the most well-known coffee in this growing region, Sulawesi, is called Toroja, or again, the Dutch name Kalosi. I'm going to spell these. So Toroja is T-O-R-A-J-A, and the Dutch name is Kalo, Kalosi or Kalosi? I think it's Kalosi. Kalosi. Uh, sure. K-A-L-O-S-S-I. Which, that's actually kind of interesting that there's so many Dutch names. Mm-hmm. I wonder why. Um, where coffee grows... So, so this, this particular coffee uh, is, grows in a mountainous area near the center of the island, usually between 1,000 and 1,500 meters above the sea level. And this vast bulk of coffee in the region is grown on smallholder plantations. The, the, mountain, the mountainous terrain, the hazardous plantings, and often limited... Ap- application of fertilizers leads to a relatively low production per year and Sulawesi coffee is also best known for its silky body uh, silky body moderate acidic and smooth finish and it tends to land on the warmer side of spice with this like cinnamon or cardamom type type taste with black pepper and actually mm. at the shop we work at we did we did a Sulawesi blend and we called it the meridian blend and it was we did it with an Ethiopia coffee, if oh, I'm not mistaken. Oh, Yeah, so oh. that's a Meridian. It's a Sulawesi and an Ethiopia... I want to say it's our Gu- Ethiopia Guji. I think it is a Guji, yeah. Yeah, and, it, and I mean, it's really tasty. Yeah. I mean, even it has, like... And typically, like, I do prefer, like, high acidic coffees or right, really yeah. high fruit, fruit end, but, like, Same. this has this, like, typical, like, hazelnut or caramelly, like, yeah. type it, taste to it. It is kind of interesting because I did have our Meridian blend recently, like, on just, like, drip coffee or whatever. And, burka. Um, it was Ethiopia Burka and Sulawesi. Oh, That's what okay. it was. Yeah, I knew it was Ethiopia, but I didn't know which one. Which is a very high acidic coffee. Yeah, which is so interesting because you would think like high acidity and like lots of these spices like cinnamon or even like sometimes black pepper or cardamom, like it would seem like to me when I think of those two flavors together, I'm thinking of like putting cinnamon on like a lemon slice. Like it's such an mm. interesting combination. And yet I really did feel like it was almost complimentary. It's like... um. It's like when you candy orange slices, or like when people like like to combine orange and chocolate slice, or uh, chocolate and orange. Like they just seem like they wouldn't be complimentary. But you know, honestly, it's like when people dip their French fries in milkshakes. So sweet and salty. Yeah, I, mean, I used to think I was the only person that did that until really? I was like fifteen. <laughs> but yeah, but again, so again, looking at Sulawesi coffee, the two names I just said, the Toroja and the Kalosi, both stand out the most. Both regions again, your very high mount or very high density in mountains and whatnot. And Sulawesi coffee, Sulawesi Kalosi coffee grows close enough to the Toroja region, which is what it's named after or whatnot. But these are simply regions that grow Sulawesi coffee. So they'll have similar flavors with slightly different notes. So even though like they're different regions, they're still fairly similar. Over 95% of Sulawesi's Arabica coffee is naturally grown in Toroja on small family-owned plots. Again, I really like that it, it, they say family-owned where we got our link because yeah. that I think the more you push it being family-owned, the more you see less government influence. Yeah. One thing I, I noticed that was interesting when I was researching about Sulawesi coffee is that, um, and I want to get into this more later, not right now, but it's actually a very like rare type of coffee to have. Like, hmm. you know, what's interesting, I mean... Not that I've, well, how do I describe this? 
Like, apparently, Starbucks, Sulawesi Coffee, like, sells out almost immediately at their Starbucks reserves. Really? Yeah, super fascinating. Oh, yeah, I don't go to, I don't want to, go to I, Starbucks anymore. That's why I was like, I don't really go, so I, I, didn't, I didn't know this either. But it's apparently really hard to, like, find Sulawesi Coffee. But it kind of makes sense because if it's, like, small family-owned plots, I think the issue is that there's just not enough, like, physical space to grow this mm. coffee on. Yeah. So the, the demand is much higher than the supply. So keeping up with that demand is interesting. So and rust disease might play a huge part in yeah, like the Arabic farmers. Exactly. So there's definitely more into it I want to get into later, but it's a good point. So the first Louis coffee had was at Third Wave. Now that I think about it, this is the cafe yeah. that we work at. Yeah, yeah. And so oh. yeah, but okay. Lastly, you may have heard of this region, Sumatra. If you have ever been to Starbucks, I'm almost certain you have heard of the name Sumatra, whether you knew it was a region in Indonesia or not. So. This is the largest of the Sunda Islands and the sixth largest island in the world, actually, which is also huh. kind of crazy. It's the, also- of The whole wide world. The whole wide world. It's also Indonesia's top producer of Arabica. So it's apparently globally coveted and praised. Um, hmm. Sum Sumatran coffees are uniquely intense, known for its like creamy, thick texture, uh, low acidity, and a deep, almost bitter, chocolatey, chili, sweet fruit, or even like tobacco, like earthy notes. Um, it's phenomenally diverse with uh, pristine old growth forests, uh, volcanoes. Um, this type of Arabica grows over 4,000 feet above sea level. Uh, it's known for its like rich soil, that volcanic soil, right? Yeah. Um, stable microclimates. <laughs> That's your volcano sound. Remember you had a gravity sound and now this is... <laughs> um, and this, this basically... with Henry. <laughs> this want. basically creates like a... It has its own biodiversity. So it huh. creates a eco-friendly but very complex cup. So um, Sumatra is a very like ideal place for growing coffee. Um, so there's two primary regions on Sumatra, which is the Northern Gaiao region and then the... Um, the Lintong, which is southwest of Lake Toba. So both regions are known for their volcanic mountainous ranges. Mm -hmm. um, and they're also both dominated by small landholders, which is like 92% of them are actually small landholders, which is crazy. Um, so they all, main, mainly over 90% of them practice natural and traditional farming techniques, which I think is actually super interesting because if oh. you think about the way that the Dutch colonized like yeah like i don't we, we need to look more into this obviously but like the the fact that like you have indonesia that's being colonized by the dutch and yet most of these farms are still small like family owned yeah like, no, no, no. i see what you're saying you know what i mean like it's just interesting that it it didn't turn into this like mass produce like quantity like um huge like farming system like how there's like that problem in brazil like, mm -hmm. right all this land being like taken away i do think the fact that it is an island helps like mm. you're just limited you're to isolated. space in yeah. general but still it's just fascinating that like over 90 percent of these regions are still just small landowners yeah that are farming interesting no i love that no that's that's really cool that they've almost like made it their own yeah because it's landowners. many of you also I've probably heard of aged Sumatra, 
that whenever you think of coffee, I think a lot of people think aged coffee. What does that mean? Typically, the beans are aged in their skin and stored in the cooler air of the farm rather than in the humidity part of whatever area they're in in, uh, in Sumatra. So this coffee is only hauled just prior to export. And aged Sumatra coffee, like I'm looking at one right now, like this particular coffee is like aged three years. I mean, a lot of, a lot of Sumatran coffees are probably really good yeah. on French press. Oh, like, yeah, cause, yeah. cause it'll, it'll sit longer. It'll typically, it'll steep longer in the French press. You can get those, like for lack of a better phrase, like stronger notes, like might be more earthy and whatnot. Yeah. Like we actually had an aged Sumatra at third wave before you came mm. like two years ago. And it was like, it was a very interesting coffee. It had that fermented taste, but it, yeah. it kind of tasted like a, a cigar. Like yeah. it was like, a, it was like straight up tobacco. Ooh, interesting. And, yeah. So. Okay. I also want to clarify too, like when we say fermented, like I don't want people to be kind of like weirded out by that term because it's like, like cheese is fermented, you know, or like yeah. wine is fermented. So I'm fermented. <laughs> you are moldy. <laughs> blue, blue cheese is fermented. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, I, I want to be sure that like people understand that that term is actually like a very um, common term mm -hmm. in like coffee tasting notes, but also like is a very desirable like flavor to have. So, um... Yeah, don't yuck anyone's yums just yet. Try it for yourself. But anyway, all that's to say, so that leads us to where is Indonesian coffee now? Yeah, where is it now? What are what are challenges that yeah. Indonesian coffee is facing based on their based on their history? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait till next time to find out. On oh. the next episode of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, if you made it this far, that means that we are going to be doing a part two to Indonesia. Part two, two. Just because, again, there is just a depth to this. So and we much. want to give you guys like quality, but also not crazy long. Because yeah, exactly. honestly, this episode would have been however long it if we were to add. It would have been like an hour and a half, honestly. Yeah. So, which we don't want to do. We want to keep these really good bite-sized contents and information. So sit on this episode for a little bit. Think about Indonesian coffee. Yes. And we will continue on um, at a later time. But, but news news we've got tote bags tote, 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 tote. these things are so cool i've never had a tote bag before but like wait really like yeah i don't no. know i've never had one i've had like wait, a really? duffel bag yeah these are so cool Aww, they we modeled it after like the thank you thank you thank you like to yeah. go bag that you get a lot of asian restaurants a lot of asian restaurants and we were like man like i feel like a lot of people view that as a stereotype so let's yeah. make a stereotype into something that we can embrace yeah in a good way yeah and it was designed by yours truly. Um, and they're just, we also really want to like shout out who we partnered with to print these totes. Oh um, yeah, please. They are a part of an organization called CHAT, which stands for uh, Churchill and Activities and Tutoring, which is a uh, organization in Richmond. It is a nonprofit that does um, like an academy, the after school tutoring programs, but they also have a workforce development program for um, young adults and teens in the East Richmond area and one of their development workforce programs is a printing center. Mm. So we were so honored to like find them in Richmond. We reached out to them. They were so great and like so awesome. They got our totes to us so quickly. And honestly, like as I was looking for places to print, like one of the big things that I was looking for was like, I want something local and not yeah. like just huge and commercial. Also the other like huge and commercial places like weren't, able to give us the like personal connection like I like customer I, service yeah like I couldn't ask 
the commercial people to be like, hey, can you print this like a lot larger than what's like allowed, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. And so like, shout out to Kalissa for being an amazing like point person and, yeah, and just Kalissa. like talking and like the kids that that helped make this. So. Um, I was told that a lot of them are actually graduating high school and oh, will be that's going so to like, cool. different colleges soon. So the people who actually made our totes will be or gone from the program, like the workforce huh. development program, because they're they graduated. So they're gonna be moving on to other things. But if you want to support chat and um, just like the work that they did and like honor them, definitely buy our totes. Um, we will be dropping them on our website and in honor of dropping the website officially It is live. We just haven't announced it. I know, like, I know. We've had the link for we a have while. It. We have it But in honor of dropping the website officially, we will be doing a giveaway for one of these totes Giveaway! So if you are a lucky winner, please um, uh, Go follow us and on point prints through chat Richmond and we'll be doing our giveaway soon So enter for a chance to win. Yeah, and, and so Oh, what? Oh, no, you go. This is, this is, this is, I was, I was, I was going to fill this to conclusion, but if you had something no, to say. No, that was, that was it. I was going to. Sick. Yeah, so conclusion. I think, <laughs> I think, I think many time for, I, to, to preface what we, when we give you guys information, think of it like an iceberg, right? When you, when you see an iceberg, you see like the top 25%, but you don't see the bottom 75%. So when we do research, there's only so much we can give you all. Like right. we're giving you just a 25% of what we've actually seen. Totally. All the information that we've found. So if you're like, man, I wish we had more, like we're linking show notes in all of our pages. Go read them, go educate yourself and see like the mass history of coffee in these countries. Cause again, there's only so much we can give you. Yeah, we're only two people. And Henry and I do all the research ourselves actually. So yeah. I feel very honored to and say that. And we're working full-time jobs too. Yeah, so. so I feel very honored to say that. But, um, so just yeah. a huge shout out to, um, Ivan Hartanto and B-Lift Green Beans. And Uzuhan. And Han. Thanks you for letting us use our, your music. Um, and Chat Richmond and On Point Prince, shout out. And huge, huge, Henry. <laughs> huge, that, this, I'm sorry, I know, I know, this, I know, I know. <laughs> and a huge, huge, This huge, is her boyfriend's laptop that I'm using right now. That's okay, okay, okay. Yeah, Elise is taken. <laughs> if you're listening to find out if she's single. <laughs> And yeah, sorry, you go. Okay, and I've been huge, wild this episode. And a huge, 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 huge thank you to Trey for being a, it's just a G and like taking our photos today. Yeah. We are so excited to release they these look photos. So good. They look so good. And they'll be all over our website and all over our Instagram. And yeah, we just can't wait to show you everything that we've been working on. So thanks for being patient with us as we worked to get these episodes out just a little bit late. But um, you know what? Better late than never. Better late than never. It's awesome. Cool. We will see you guys next week. Keep an eye. This week, giveaways happening. Yes. Follow us. See you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.